Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead. And today we are going to be talking about the Disney Plus series, Miss Marvel. I've got Micah and Scott with me, guys. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Thanks for coming back to work. <laughs> I I have to cancel for what, like two weeks in a row because life just happens. I know weeks, life happens. I'm giving yeah. you a hard time. I did three episodes for you while, while you, you were did. away. And I appreciate that. So thank you very much, Micah. Really, I should change the the title of this podcast to Nerd Talk with Jordan and Micah, and then eventually I'll phase myself out. So it's just the Micah show. I don't know. I've been on the Scott Stebbin podcast for months, and I don't get like a subtitle in his title of uh, podcast. But, you know, it's okay. He doesn't want to redo the graphic. I get it. (laughs) I don't know. We we can we could reinsert we could insert your face as the background like those TikToks where it's like, hey, someone's coming up behind me. That filter. Yeah. So no, I just right. I'm happy to be here and happy to help whoever I can. It's totally cool. <laughs> we we absolutely love having you. And Scott, we are so excited to get you back on. It I feel like it's been a bit. We haven't had you on because you've been moving. So how's how's things in Ohio? Uh, I've only been here for two days. Okay. Well, you you moved a week ago to some yeah, family but, up north, and then yeah. like you moved to where you're at now. Yeah. Correct. So, okay. Yes. So in that regard, it's like, yeah, it's Ohio. Yeah, it's Ohio. It's not where you're landing. A lot of orange barrels, lots of traffic. Everyone's barrels everywhere. Not not in Virginia. Well, Virginia only has two-lane highways, so you get an accident, you're sitting there for like eight hours. At least you can have like orange barrels on one lane and go to two lanes, but still traffic moves pretty quickly. Because people know how to drive in Ohio, or they don't, they just drive recklessly, but... Anyway. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you for being a part of this. And we're going to go ahead and hop right into this. Um, so Disney Plus has now put out, what, six, seven series of TV shows, um, some of them live action, some of them animated. And so with this, because we're, we're coming up on the I Am Group. Oh, yeah, I Am Group just happened as well. Um, so maybe eight ep- or eight different shows. And so we're going to talk Miss Marvel. What did you guys think about this series going into it? And then what did you think coming out of it? Yeah, so um, I think going into it, I was probably more skeptical because it was, um, I don't know, I think when you have Loki, it was like, okay, they've been more experimental with the Disney Plus Marvel series. Um, But then after Moon Knight, you're like, okay, you know, this is, you know, this is pretty good. And now you go from Moon Knight to Ms. Marvel. It's like, okay, what's this going to be? Um, so was skeptical going into it. And then afterwards, I'd say it's probably at least one of my top three Marvel shows, um, Disney plus Marvel shows. Well, I'll throw that little asterisk right there, but yeah, I really enjoyed this series. And it's like, it's like bubble gum, like really good bubble gum. You know, when you chew it and even after you chew it for like 20 minutes, it still has its flavor. Like it's been two months since this last episode. And I still think about it. And I'm still like, Kind of like, ooh, what are they going to do next? So I'm still thinking about the show. So, okay, Michael, um, what were your thoughts? You know, I kind of struggled with the series at first because I just didn't know much about her character. I didn't know much about um, what to expect with the series. Um, a friend from work said the same thing about, you know, he's got teenage daughters, right? And like, he didn't know how how to feel about watching a show about a middle-aged girl, kind of a coming of age series. Uh, We're all grown adults. Like, 
it's kind of like a weird feeling to to watch this series. And, you know, I was just, again, kind of like skeptical about watching it in the beginning. I did appreciate some of the humor and some of the the traditionalism of the traditionalism, even a word, uh, the traditional it is, now. it is now, I guess, in nerd talk uh, culture. Um, I like the traditional side of her culture and I like the diversity that they brought to the table. And before we started recording, Jordan, you talked about the the traveling to different areas. Um, they did that with Moon Knight. So like, I think we're going to start to see that more and more as we, we get further into this um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, you know, it, Scott, that was a great analogy. Bubblegum, really good bubblegum. It just gets better with every episode. I've not uh, had the time to go back and rewatch the series, but like, um, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but like, I think my favorite part of this series was kind of the the animated lower thirds and how they did the credits before the show started or after the show ended, um, during the show, how the, the colors, the colors of the show and the brand of the show was really, really cool. And I really appreciated. And I told Alicia, um, my wife that, you know, I, I edit video a lot for churches and things like that, but like those people probably spend a ton of time in Adobe After Effects, just sitting there trying to, to figure out how to make this stuff look as cool as it did. So yeah, I appreciated it. And then like, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit, but like when they talked about mutants at the end of the show, I mean, that, that made the six episodes worth it <laughs> to me. So um, okay. Jordan, what'd you think of the show? Going in, um, honestly, I didn't know what to expect because each time that we've addressed one of these heroes, it's not comic book accurate all the time. Like there's a lot of pieces that are accurate, but the character itself has a very unique taste. Uh, the Marvel's MCU just, it, it does something very different and very cool with their characters. And so I only know Miss Marvel from like the Spider-Man animated cartoons and some of the, the other mediums. And I don't really know her from comic books. I know that she goes and big in and like goes more Minister fantastic -y. And I just, I remember sitting back thinking, okay, this is going to be a little different. I don't know how I feel about her powers because me being a massive Green Lantern fan, it felt when they said, like, what about hard light? Like, let's name this hard light. Like, I just sat back. I'm like, <sighs> when you guys can do something that DC can't um, mm -hmm. and, like, actually nail a character and, 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 and get something really cool out of this. And I liked the way that they handled her character. I loved the nerdy aspect that she brought, that she really – and she had this characterization of I'm a nerd, basically, like, what the fans are and said – What we are. I'm going – yeah, yeah, I'm like she basically. I would love to have her on here and just say, "Hey, you know, let's let's talk nerdy. Let's let's talk about your experiences." Because she doesn't have a whole lot of credit to her name. I think this is her first acting. Um, gig. Did you guys Did you guys hear about um, her being in Marvel Studios and the like the studio place where they film the movies? Did you guys hear about that? Where she ran into Tom Holland uh, when they were filming No Way Home, and apparently she just got casted for Miss Marvel. My friend Chad told me about this and he said that she ran into Andrew Garfield and she ran into Tobey Maguire and like she didn't realize how serious it was to be acting for in the MCU. And so she found out they were going to be in the movie and she wasn't supposed to. And like apparently the big rumor is that like they were like, OK, you can't tell anybody because she was like legit geeking out like we do about these oh, things. Yeah. And she ran into she ran into <laughs> three Spider-Men on the Spider-Man uh, set. And yeah, she she was she on realized the gravity of what what she was getting into because she's never had any acting experience. Yeah, she she was in this interview where they asked her about it and she said, yeah, like I walked on to set where where Toby was. I had just got or not Toby, uh, Tom Holland 
And Tom said something just kind of shooting the breeze and said, yeah, the other guys are here. And she's like, the other guys are here and like had this yeah. geeking out moment. And then she got to meet them and have this like really cool, like little bit. And I'm like, how cool is it that you get cast? And, and she talked about when she got cast for this, she said, I was on the phone or I, I was going out. We had just graduated and I, we were going to go grab pizza or something like that. And me and a bunch of friends and I got this important phone call and they said, Hey, we need you to talk right now. And she's like, I'm busy. Like I'm, I'm out with some friends right now. And they're like, no, Kevin Feige's calling you. And she was like, oh, shoot. And, like, she walked off from her friends, and, like, they all stood in the car or stayed in the car while she was outside. And, like, she gets the call, hey, you are Miss Marvel. That's who we're going with. And next thing you know, like, she goes in and has to play it super cool and can't tell anybody mm -hmm. that she got cast. And she's like, that was the hardest thing because we celebrated our graduation, but, like, I can't tell anybody. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's so cool that, that that happened the way that it did. And I feel that they took that mentality of, hey, you have no acting experience. Hey, you are a big Marvel MCU fan. You you read the comics, you do all this. I want you to be our Miss Marvel. And I'm like, that's absolutely Miss Marvel, writing this fan fiction. And, and the way they brought her in, I loved that. Mm -hmm. And the Avengers Con, I was like, so kind of like introducing Comic Con into the MCU. I was like, that was really cool because you're loving on all your people who've been supporting comic books for many, many years. And yeah. I'm like, that that was really cool. Hey, uh, how, how did you, uh, you were talking about how many series there were in phase four or um, was it phase four or just, the, the this Disney is the eight. Yeah. 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 So like how amazing is it that all of these series that have come out so far are only in phase four and we're talking oh, about how, how well the MCU has done with the small screen stuff. Like they're legitimately all from phase. We, we talked in another episode, Jordan and I, you and I talked about um, the drop that they did at the comic-con a couple weeks ago with all the stuff coming out in, you know, next oh, yeah. couple of years. but like, and we kind of crapped on phase four for a second, but like, let's take a moment to appreciate how good the small screen stuff was. On, I think and, and, and it was all in phase four, the big screen. And it was all yeah, in I, phase four. I, I would say if you, if you took phase four, small screen versus big screen, I think small screen whooped the big screen. I mean, big screen has some, some killer stuff, but mm -hmm. when you look at these shows, it's like you want a coming of age film. Well, you got it with Miss Marvel. Yeah. You want, some type of weird action. Well, yeah, you got it with with the horror film of Doctor Strange, but you also got it in Moon Knight. And both coming out, like the, the finale of Moon Knight and Multiverse of Madness happening on the same week, like you got everything right there. I'm like, yeah, they're treating us really, really well. So, but I, I just, I think Miss Marvel, she did better than I expected. Um, the one issue is just the powers. That was just the only issue that I had with it. Um, did you guys like the casting outside of, uh, Miss Marvel herself, um, because I feel like sometimes the cast itself is its own characters. Uh, when you have like a village behind, like you had the city coming in at that last episode where they kind of surrounded, and you create a character out of a city. So with with Jersey City being casted, and and they've got a lot of people, uh, whether they're her friends, her family members, um, people who go to the mosque. Uh, what what did you guys think of the casting? Do you feel like it was well represented? Because um, this is the first time we've seen really Pakistani anything in the MCU or any superhero. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on that one? Yeah, I would say I'd say the casting was great. Like from someone who's read the Ms., a few of the Ms. Marvel comics and also kind of know about the uh, Kamala story in the Marvel's Avenger video game. <laughs> um, you know, I think the big thing for me was 
who who's going to be cast as her dad because the relationship that Kamala has with her dad is pretty tight knit. Oh yeah, and kind of, and you see how well um, that is. And plus, I really enjoyed just seeing the amount of Pakistani, um, even like Muslim uh, actors and actresses. Um, I love seeing the culture and i felt like they just did a very good job and i know you know there's been some stuff like oh well marvel's woke or whatever word we would use but at the same time they did cast tilda swindon as the oh what is it <laughs> dr strange i can't think of oh the ancient one like really do we need to do that but i felt like it, it just fit everything i felt like there wasn't like a piece in that whole entire series that fell out of place. Like everything just seemed to kind of fit right in a good place. And each of the characters had their own role to play. They had their own character and they all kind of complement, complemented each other uh, throughout, especially in the last episode where you start to see a lot of different individuals start to kind of play together to kind of go against um Oh, I see it's been so long now, but kind of go against the the DODC. Homeland, yeah, the DODC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, I I'm gonna push back on that because I, I well not push back, but I guess agree. Um with with the whole woke, like, oh man, they've got a bunch of Pakistani, they've got a bunch of Muslim. And I'm just kind of sitting back and I, I think about this. This character represents a whole group of people that are not white males who've been reading comics for the longest time and we're introducing characters and getting people to love comics and i'm like mm-hmm. you don't have to watch every single show and for me i i sit back i'm like okay i'm i'm arian uh i've blonde hair blue eyes like i i'm as white as it can <laughs> as it can really be um some people make the joke i'm whiter than sour cream but when i look at these things i i sit back and i'm like i love the culture aspect I think that they nailed the the religious side um, mm-hmm. because I think that religion is not often talked about well, and mm-hmm. it's always mostly Christianity. And for people to understand that, hey, it's not like religion's not bad; it helps people. Um, and like from a Christian aspect, I'm kind of like, eh. but on the on the like from a world kind of view, I sit back and I'm like, this is really cool to understand a little bit more than what I I did know. Um, mm-hmm. And just to to get to this point of understanding, we're not the only ones who who do something in a religious aspect. And I loved the way that she said, you know, my faith doesn't define me, but it, it definitely improves me. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I really like that. Um, because she didn't feel like she was fully Muslim. She didn't feel like she was fully Pakistan. Like, like there were so many melting pot pieces to her that she's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't follow everything to the code that my parents do that my brother does, but I still respect my religion. And I, I love being a part of a bigger unit and a bigger family. And I, I loved that. Um, and I think yeah. that, it, Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to, I was going to piggyback off that. Cause I think that when we think about all the, at least from what I've seen, as far as superhero movies and television shows, um, this is probably the one where, you know, the Islamic religion was kind of a big point throughout the series where, you know, if you think about X2, like Nightcrawler, the introduction of Nightcrawler, very devout in his faith. Um, and then even Moon Knight, you know, we're looking at Judaism, 
and kind of the Egyptian God slash Judaism type of, you know, but there's almost like kind of like, besides the Egyptian gods, but more of the Judaism, it was just kind of like a sprinkling, but this seemed like it was more of a, a main course in, in some aspects throughout the yeah. series. It felt like it would, I, I, I would, I would agree with you. I think it, if you were to say, Hey, here's my Thanksgiving meal. Like it's the mashed potatoes. Like it's, it's, it's a core piece. Um, it may not be the turkey. It may not be the thing that you're necessarily going after and that you think of immediately with Thanksgiving, but it's, it's definitely always on the plate. Um, and I, I would agree with that. Michael, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I would agree with both of your thoughts. I think it's, you know, we get kind of lost. I don't want to say lost. I think lost is a bad word, but like, you know, the three of us are pastors and obviously we've studied religion and theology and Christianity, but there are other types of faith like Buddhists and Muslims and, you know, you name it. And, you know, Scott, I kind of stole my point, but I think that, you know, they, in Moon Knight, they address that, they address the afterlife. And I, I don't think up until that point, right. That we don't really uh, hear uh, much Black about Panther. Well, okay. So Black Panther, other than that, like I'm talking about in the mini series and I'm, I'm talking oh, yeah, about yeah. in like phase four, we haven't really talked about, the afterlife much and then for for those that have seen love and thunder you know we it, i think mc is really kind of playing with the the thought of the afterlife um and and just different scopes and i think it's it's different to uh to see how they're gonna you know kind of i don't know if they're gonna bring people back or are they just gonna have people living in the afterlife or are they gonna show people in the afterlife but not in you know the real life and then we got the multiverse and and i think jordan you said it in the love and thunder episode that we did uh, reviewing that film but it was like is everybody just going to live now? Like because of the afterlife, you know, talking about these movies and series and whatnot, but um, it was just really cool to see um, the importance of their religion and their faith and how they, like they included the, you know, a lot of it was centered around the mosque and centered around what they believed and why. Um, it didn't almost feel like, Oh, Kamala, you're going to be a superhero. However, you're running away from bad guys. Stop. We're going to go pray. And, and then you can go be a superhero again. Like it was just very much, it was, it was just timed very, very well. Um, and I think that it was um, cool to see how they intertwined that. Like I loved her, her family. Like I think her family was hysterical. I think especially her brother, like he was very witty and um, you know, oh, her brother cracked me up. Yeah. And her dad, you know, Scott talked about her dad and just, I loved Abu. Yeah. And how strict her mother was. Because that was that's just that's another cultural reference, right? How they were very traditional in their faith and traditional in the way of life, and it's, you know, us United States people are so ignorant sometimes to the fact that people still believe and still very much, you know, follow that kind of lifestyle. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I appreciated how she was a dreamer and a you know, in in a respect of like. Oh, I want to be Captain Marvel when, you know, I love Comic-Con, I love nerd culture, but my parents, you know, she respected her parents enough that she wanted to be, you know, honoring and respectful of their faith and what they you know, her faith as well, but she wanted both, right? And like, if it was up to her mom, it wasn't going to be that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think one thing, uh, and you talked about her mom a little bit here, I think that Disney is handling cultural parenting very well when they dropped the uh, Turning Red earlier this year and they they talked Mm -hmm. about the influence of a Chinese cultural mother, um, Asian mothers, and and just that overbearing, and this is how this is done. This, you like, I am your mother, you will respect me. And 
I talked with someone who has that background and they said, no, that's, that's, that's pretty doggone close. Like it wasn't like they're stereotyping at all that I felt that when I watched that movie and then to turn around and do the same thing with the Pakistani feel where you have these, these cultures from the East that like my mom, my mom loved me and my mom took care of me, but my mom was not what these mothers look like. Um, and that's the American mom versus the Eastern mother. Um, and that's just a cultural piece. And I love that we're getting to see and understand because it gives us, it gives us culture um, where I feel like a lot of people, I, a lot of people's eyes are shut to what's going on in the world around them. They don't understand some of the, the pieces. They don't understand why people tick the way they do, um, why they act certain ways. And, and they see it as rude when it's more of a ingrained culture piece. And we, we completely spit on that and we, we neglect it. And I love the way that they handled the cultural aspects of this um, because between your faith, between your mother um, and your father, and I love that like Abu was kind of hands offish, but he was so intentional in the times that he did mm -hmm. talk with her. Um, and, and it comes back to what Scott was saying earlier with that relationship, because I, I did play the video game, uh, the Avengers game. I didn't play any of their expansion stuff, which I paid for. And I'm just like, I, I didn't like the game enough to, to play all their expansions. But, you know, Miss Marvel in that game, she was awesome. And like she kept going back to her dad for advice. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, in, in this show, she went to her dad, got that advice. And then mom would kind of do something. And she's like, mom. And it's kind of that coming of age American story but also a cultural piece and they, they did it really well. And mm -hmm. I just, I very much enjoyed that. So what did you guys think about, um, because they, they are Pakistani and they did bring Pakistan into this. Did you guys like how they did a little bit of a Pakistan adventure? Um, did you like the inclusion of Jersey city? Because they could have put her in New York. Uh, they could have created Jersey city and, and done what they did here. Um, what, what did you guys think of the locations? Do you think that she should have just stayed in Jersey City? Um, do you think that it was worth? Because with her being, what, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, right in that time frame, um, do you think that it was, it was needed? Like her being a high schooler, do you think it was needed that she goes on this world-trotting adventure being as young as she was? I think, I think in the context of the story within the series, like, yeah. Because you're trying to tie the present with the past. And even though you're going to Pakistan in modern day, the way it looked and the way it felt, felt like it was a relic from the past. And especially with Kamala trying to figure out why she has her powers, what's the mystery of this bangle, the, the, the um, jinn and trying to figure out like why there's so much animosity with her grandmother's mother and abandoning her. And then you kind of have to see all those pieces connect. Like it was really cool just being able to see not only a culture that was different, which we've been seeing through the six episodes, but now here's Pakistan and here's how people live in Pakistan. And here are some of the, the struggles and the plight and the history of these people. And here's kind of how we're going to use this past in this new city and this new country and how we're going to kind of tie some of the struggles with the struggles of the Pakistani people, even those who are living in America and are living, you know, the quote unquote American dream 
or their version yeah. of it, you still see that there is still a struggle. There's still a plight. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, I really enjoyed the, um, I think it was episodes five and six where they they kind of give the the back story of what's going on and how they got to where they were. Um, traditionally, I'm not a big fan of like movies or series that go back and forth in time. Like I kind of want to be like in the moment and the end of the present sense. And then like, okay, we're three quarters of the way through the movie or three quarters of the way through the show. And then like, oh, there's a flashback to what happened at the beginning, right? Or like flashback in time to figure out why they got where they were. But I'm not big on the whole back and forth, but I thought that they did a great job with this series, um, especially with um, talking about the generations of her family and then talking about um, just cultural, like Scott was, you know, the way that the culture was during that time and why. Um, and then especially when um, thinking when they were chasing Kamala because they just, you know, I wish they would give a little bit more depth as to why. Uh, the story was the way it was, if that makes sense. But like, you know, for what it was, like, you know, in, in episodes four and five, I really enjoyed the the backstory that they did, even with me not being such a fan of those things. Like it was um, just cool how they did that. I, uh, I think it, I struggled with the world trotting adventure. I don't know that it was a necessary story piece. Um I Does it make it, sense what I said though? I'm sorry, Jordan. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I guess I mean, like, I, I don't know if it's because she was a teenager and she's like getting her footing as a superhero, but like, aside from her family genealogy, like there wasn't a lot of depth as to why she was the way she was and her character and and why you know the bracelet did what it did and why she's Miss Marvel and has these powers, right? I don't know if it's because she's younger. I don't know, but like. I enjoyed the family stuff, right? And they did a great job explaining that. But her as the superhero, I don't think that they did. I think they'll get into that with the Marvels. Okay. I I, I genuinely think that they gave us enough that we, we got attached to the character because of the family sense. And they started to explain some of the superpowers that, hey, here's kind of the backstory. And by the time that we watch the Marvels, I think that it'll it'll make sense. And if I'm not mistaken, she's getting a season two, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. She yeah. is getting a season two? I believe yeah. she is. Ms. So, Marvel is getting season two. Which no not Moon Knight. Which I I think it's just not been confirmed yet. I think I think it'll get a season two. But um I think one of the things that we're we're gonna start seeing MCU wise is like WandaVision was an event. Miss mm -hmm. Marvel will be a TV show. Um where we will get multiple seasons. We Instead of giving her a bunch of movies, we can get more story out of a TV series than we can a movie. Um, you can address a lot more in a TV series because, I mean, how many episodes, times, how long, um, like over over the six episodes, how, how long was it? Roughly, what, 45 minutes an episode? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. So you, you take 45 times six, and then you compare that versus a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and you're like, well, I've pretty much doubled that. Um, so you're getting like two, maybe three movies, depending on how much storytelling you can get. Cause it's what an hour and a half to two hours is roughly your Marvel film anymore. Um, I think, I, I can't remember how long Iron Man and Iron Man two were. Um, but you, you go in and you start saying, Hey, you know, these are comparable to two or three movies per season. I think you could, you could get some really good story and, and then you can start to bring some of your MCU big, big, uh, screen cast to come down to the smaller screen for 
some of your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see her for season two. I, I wonder how the Marvels will play out and what role she will take if she's going to be more backseat and it will focus on Captain Marvel and then she'll kind of a little bit back and forth or if she will be one of the like really big front runners, um, which I mean, it's called the Marvel. So I assume that she's going to be a front runner, but I have no idea where she'll go. Well, um, it'll be interesting knowing your opinion about you know Captain Marvel to see what happens with with that. And you know we didn't get much in the way of you know post her film, right? Like yeah. we get her, we get her in an Endgame, and she just crashes through Santa's ship, and that's pretty much it. And it's and like then we get her at a post credit with Shang Chi. Yeah, and it's like and, um, you're not you, doing much with Captain Marvel. <laughs> here's here's what I think is going to happen. I think that she was kind of shoehorned in because she needed to be which i don't think she did um but i think that they felt that she needed to be one of the powerhouses and then they saw how badly they treated her coming in and i think that they're taking a step back and they're kind of rebranding a little bit um with it and they are going to recreate her a little bit better to where i i really hope captain marvel becomes a age of ultron and it's one of those that you can go back to and be like oh Okay, this this makes a little bit more sense. Oh, this I like this. I like how they handled this part of her character. I I enjoy what they're doing here. Um, yeah, I I don't know that it will be, but with Marvel's track record of fixing flawed films, um, so that way we enjoy them a little more years down the line. I th- I think that'll happen. With the Marvels, though, I am excited because they've given us um, what was what was her her name? Um, it's Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Is it, but what's her what's her daughter's name? Is it Monica? Is Monica the daughter? Monica's the daughter, and the mom was the, her co-pilot uh, in the first. Okay, uh, so so Marvel. Monica and uh, and Kamala, I'm so excited to see those two. And I heard Blue Marvel might show up. Um, and so I'm. Is like, that the hey, one from Multiverse Madness? No, Blue Marvel is a guy. That's um, the blue a, meanie, Scott. Oh my gosh. I'm glad Mike forgot my joke. I didn't even hear it. It was a wrestling um, metaphor. So so anyways, we uh I I'm excited to see that one. I can't wait to see how they'll handle these characters moving forward. Um I'm I'm really, really excited about that. But back to the, the question of the Pakistan versus Jersey City. I just don't know that they needed to take her out of Jersey City because she's just got so much going on that I feel like a cross world trip, even a cross country trip would be a little much for, for a budding superhero. Um, like Spider-Man didn't need that. Now I get like the bangles. Um, you want to understand some of that, but because we have technology, you can make a few phone calls. Um, and it's a little bit easier versus spending thousands and thousands of dollars to go halfway across the world for like what an episode or two. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, I just don't know if it was necessary to her storytelling. Um, I, I don't disagree with the the decision. I just don't know if it was necessary. I think you could have just been like, hey, here's here's your superpower, and um, you have to, like she has to do this for the first season, and then she gets the backstory in second season. Um, I think they uh, wasted too much time on that. I uh, I, I disagree. <laughs> And that's okay. We we can disagree here. Yeah, Safe well, place. Well, here, well here's the, I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out my thought process because I felt like if you tried to do the whole family connection without her going to Pakistan, I think you kind of lose a cultural aspect 
because the fact that Kamala was able to go and meet her grandmother with her mom, and I think that trip to Pakistan kind of helped loosen some of the hard edges around her mother so that Kamala and her mom can have a better relationship. I don't think if you did it where you had grandma on FaceTime or Zoom that I don't think you would have broke that barrier and would have kind of been able to get to that relational point in the between their relationship if they did not go to Pakistan and be able to have that connection with between mom and mom and Kamala and then kind of find more about the history of the people as well and kind of how that all plays and ties in together. Okay. And you know, I, I see your point. I just it's one of those you're 16, 17 years old. I just don't know that it was needed the same way that it's just like, and maybe maybe this is the poor kid in me who's just like, why? Where did where did you get the money from? <laughs> like like how did you guys just up and take a trip? Like she she like her grandma just calls and says you need to come to Pakistan and then like just out of nowhere they just fly to Pakistan. Like it just it didn't seem like it flowed real well for me. Um, how much and, is a flight to Pakistan? I have no idea, but I know that. Well, we all right. You want to Google it for me, Micah? I'm um, working on it. <laughs> like I just, I don't know what the entire cost would be, but for two plane tickets for me and Katie to get to Ohio last minute, because this really was a last minute kind of situation, um, the way that it, it perceived, um, like for us when when she lost her grandfather, for both of us to fly out, it would be like fourteen hundred dollars round trip. Um, at minimum. And then that's not including Oliver. So that would have put us at like 2100. Um, and that's just within the United States. So to catch a, yeah. a cross continental, like, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to the other side of the world. I don't know what that would be like right now. Spinning, uh, $1,656 for one ticket from, okay, from Dayton, so, Ohio to Pakistan. So 3,200. What about New Jersey to Pakistan? Oh my goodness, Scott! Yeah, we gotta hit. We gotta get shave off those dollars. Uh, Oh, New Jersey, here we go. They're probably flying right out of JFK. Oh, stop it right now! (laughs) Take your blue meanie and run away. (laughs) Blue meanie. Sixteen hundred and one dollar. Oh, it went up a dollar. And if you want to like fly on another airline, uh, economy flex is seventeen hundred and thirty-six dollars, and that's round trip. So, so you've got thousands and thousands of dollars, and I know that mom and dad are are older, so they're probably well established. They've probably got the money set because they they know that hey, our parents are from Pakistan. That this is something we may need emergency money, and I get that. Um, but when you look around the city, that city seems a little bit more ghetto. So it doesn't seem like there would be near as much money um, for, for an income area. And so it's just it's one of those spots where it just kind of was like, where did you get that from? Like what? Like I, I couldn't just up and go to Pakistan. <laughs> like, I mean, I probably could if I if I played my cards right. But I'm like, it would put me in a financial spot that I'm like, ah, and I don't know how many Americans. And I know that when you're not from here and you're not multigenerational and you, you don't have like a background and a name. 
it's kind of harder to build that kind of cash. And so just to say, hey, here's 3,200, we're just dropping right now and we're going like, and maybe I'm just poor and that's just how I look at things. But I'm like, I just, I, I just don't, I, I just, I don't think it made sense to me. So, um, what did you guys, which one of the episodes was your favorite? You know, we, we talked about how it started kind of slower and then they had the flashbacks and then the last kind of, they, they have this formula where there's almost little to no action leading up to the last episode In the last episode, they just throw so much action because that's kind of where some of those shows have gone in the past. What did you think about this series? Which was your favorite? I'd probably say like episodes five or six, like five because they do the, the the really kind of the back and forth in the history of her family and why, where they got, where they were, you know, going. Yep. And then, you know, six, because obviously they, you know, kind of wrap it all up and they, um, they come back to Jersey and, you know, we, we find out about, um, you know, there being mutants. I mean, we, I guess we can talk about this now, but like, you know, they talk, <laughs> Like it's like it's some big secret, um, you know. This show has been over for two months, but uh, you know, I just think that it was cool that they brought in mutants, and you, you hear the X Men theme, and you know, her friend talks about you know having her having mutant powers, and it's like, oh, we're finally gonna get it. We're finally gonna get it. And, and you know, like I don't know what we're gonna get, but like they keep teasing X Men here and there, right? We get Professor X and Multiverse of Madness. Ninety seven. That's what we're getting. We're gonna get. <laughs> The X Men '97 series. That's he. He's not wrong. That's all we're getting. She'll make an appearance. Like a I'll, live I'll just, I'll just stop. I'll live just action in the animated version. She just shows up. Why are you all animated? I'll just. That's I'll what just, you want at the end of the series. She went into the X Men universe for '97. Before this character was even born in the MCU timeline. I'll just stop talking. Boom, baby. You know when uh, in Multiverse of Madness when they go through the multiverse and uh, America Chavez and and Doctor Strange are kind of like floating through the different universes. Remember when the color they're in the color in the animated spot? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of that's what Scott means by that. She, and Miss Marvel's <laughs> just gonna through the America Chavez is just gonna chuck Miss Marvel into the ninety seven universe X Men ninety seven universe. X Men yep. ninety seven. Mm. But she's she's gonna save live action. And everyone else is just going to be animated. And then Logan's going to show up. Roger Rabbit. And then Roger Rabbit shows up too. Chip and Dale. Remember, we're we're in we're in 2022 right now. Chip and Dale will show up because it's the remake of Roger Rabbit. This is the most random episode I think we've ever done in our talk. Postman's going to do the theme song. Oh my god. Scott, what was your favorite episode of Miss Marvel? <laughs> Not I Roger Rabbit, not Chippendale, <laughs> not X Men '97. It's Marvel. And no Post Malone, <laughs> and no Post Malone. I think it's good. I think it's episode six, and the, uh, the reason why I like episode six, it reminds me of the Blob, the sci-fi movie, and here's why: because you see these students basically taking it to the man. And I think that was just, it just kind of threw me back to those old like 50 things where it's like you have these people who are in authority and they're like, oh, we're going to capture you and we're going to do this. And they're like, uh-uh. So we're going to like throw softballs at you and do all this stuff. 
stuff in the school. So that whole school scene just like made my day. I, I was, I I enjoyed that a lot more than I should have. So. You know, I, I don't know if I can disagree with that. Episode six had a great grouping of, of showing powers, making sure that like certain characters got screen time. And I loved that a SWAT team could not take down all the kids. <laughs> and okay, so one of my favorite movies of all time is Tag. It came out in 2018, um, where just a bunch of grown men play the game Tag, like Tag. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so there's this moment where Jeremy Renner's character puts on a hoodie and like these jeans and has like 20, uh, 20 different guys run around in the same outfit as him. And he starts screwing with the mind. And I was like, they literally grabbed this scene and put all of them in the same like uniform and just did the same thing and just messed with the SWAT team. And I was like, I like that. And when you, when you can successfully take something from another film and kind of rework it, it's, it's this thing that, that we work with with ministry is borrow, tweak, and steal. Um, you know, John Maxwell talks about this in a lot of ways. And if you don't know who John Maxwell is, he's, he's a great guy on leadership. Um, and, and it helps hone in and stuff. And he's from my alma mater um, with Ohio Christian University. And so uh, just there's my shout out to you, John. Um, not that you'll ever hear this. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> we, uh, we're, <laughs> we're sitting there. And I, I just think, you know, if you can borrow, tweak, and steal an idea, if you can say, hey, I saw this happen on this film, how can I turn this into something that would fit our, our universe? How can I grab an idea? And I loved that. Um, and then the whole, basically, they, they did the Captain America shield with all the shooting and him, like, protecting someone um, with her giant shield of, of con- or hard light. Um, and that's going to lead me into my, my next question here is, what did you guys think about the change of her comics from, or her superpowers from the comics to the small screen? She used to be more rubber band-like with Mr. Fantastic kind of powers and yelling, and big in, and, you know, she, she said that um, as she kind of turned into this giant hard construct of light um she she does say that in that one moment what did you guys think of purple hard light versus like stretchy powers no like i i I think that was just no (laughs) no well i mean because i mean it's it's i can understand because i mean even though her the powers were similar like you know she was able to have the big fist and stretch out and slam stuff. But I just didn't like the whole crystallization hard light thing. I just felt like it was off and it didn't really, and for me, it didn't really feel like there was a reason why, like, I mean, I understand like if you're going to change something, but I still feel like even through all the random news outlets or interviews, there was never really a clear explanation on why they couldn't do the stretch Armstrong yeah. version of Kamal of Kamala Khan. The only the only glimmer of hope I had was the post credit scene where you kind of saw kind of like that suction thing where she looked like she got very bendy and then Captain Marvel shows up in her room and that was the end. I'm like, oh, is you know kind of the mentioning of hey, you have some type of genetic mutation and then somehow that kind of turns into her having like her normal powers like. I don't know, but I, it just was one of the things where when you watch it, it's just like, okay, like, I guess I kind of liked her being able to run across the New Jersey um, night sky by having those little, like, 
lily pad things that you can step on. But for the most part, it just I just felt like that was probably the one thing in the series that I'm just like, why couldn't they just give her her normal powers? Why did they have to give her this purple, crystal, hard white powers? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I think I agree with you there. It felt very Green Lantern, um, where DC can't make Green Lantern into anything worth watching. DC can't make anything now. They're canceling everything. You know, we're, we're, we're going to talk about that on, on an episode <laughs> coming up soon. Uh, but yeah, I just, with all the, the Warner Brothers nonsense that's coming out. Um, but I think that Marvel kind of used this. And, and part of me wonders if they used it for the sole purpose that Mr. Fantastic was happening and they didn't want to, like, show the same power in two different people. Um, because, like, not everybody's had the same power sets. Like, it's kind of everybody has their own pieces and everything's kind of a little different to each person. Like, Captain America is very much like Bucky and Falcon, except for Falcon has wings. And then he takes up the shield. And then you have Bucky, who has a metal arm. And, like, Steve is just really strong and, and has... A few few minor uh, powers. I'm gonna say the height. The, he, he's the height of humanity. Um, but you look at some of the things that they've they've done. But then you've got Iron Man and War Machine. They're kind, they're pretty similar. Um, and then other than that, like there's not really many characters that are exactly the same. Uh, no one's exactly like Spider Man, Ant Man, and the Wasp. They're they're kind of similar. Um, but when you have like Kamala Khan and and Reed Richards. Those would be almost identical. And so to have those two, I don't know if they would want to do that, especially with Multiverse of Madness and us getting Mr. Fantastic. I just think it was a waste. Um, I just I don't think that they they handled her her power set correctly. Because I think when she drops the boy, I think it would have been really cool if she would have like thrown a giant hand and caught him. Um, or like got it so far and he had to grab on um instead of her fully catching him like she has he has to grab onto like two of her really big fingers or something like that and he's like trying to like hold on for dear life and then he falls um so like there's still like the failure part but she tried um and i think there's just pieces that it's just missing um michael what were your thoughts i would agree um i think that something that the the mcu if i if i had a gripe i guess if and it's, there's not very many when we talk about Marvel stuff, but like I wish they would go into more depth about certain things. You know, why are people, um, why are people there? Why, why, why do these powers work and these powers don't work? Why do these powers exist? You know, give me some more meat and validity of what her powers mean and why she's able to do the things that she's doing. Um, and I think, and you can tell me, oh, we're going to find out down the road. And I believe that Marvel's playing the long game because that's what they've done since we've since started. day one, right? Since day one of the MCU, but like it gets kind of old. Like, do something different. Like, tell me why that she has the ability to do this, do that. Tell me, you know, um, we talked about this in the Multiverse of Madness episode, but like, I think they handled the multiverse really, really well. But like, moving forward, are we going to have just multiversal movies, or like, can we expect? people to be in different universes and be variants and things like that, because we got the Loki series. We have variants. We talked about different universes. Like they don't give us a lot of that clarity. And it's just like, Oh, we're supposed to figure that out when secret wars comes out in three years or, you know, when you know, like let's talk about uh, what's his name. Um, uh, Agent. Um, what's the cop's name in, in this? He was in new way home as well. 
Um, just left me agent. I know who you're talking Cleary, about. Agent Cleary, right? He shows up yeah. in this. He shows up in this series. Why is he in the series? Why was he in No Way Home other than to pick a fight with Spider-Man and Aunt May? Like it, it, it like I want to know why that group is after these street level superheroes, right? Because we don't we don't really know. They just show up and they like bully them and then they leave. <laughs> it's well, so it's stupid. funny because like it, DODC, which is who they are, was not a policing force. Right. More they of a gov- their, government like yeah. They were the cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they were perceived in in Spider-Man Homecoming. And so to have that, yeah, I, I didn't even think to ask that question, but yeah, like, why, why are you here? Well, it so, goes like hand in hand with like her power stuff. Like why did, why does she have the ability to do what she does? Right. Like they didn't really tell us, uh, like a great bill. They do it with some people though. Right. They do it with some superheroes. Like we, we saw Wanda in age of Ultron and to see where she's came from, uh, Age of Ultron to WandaVision and even Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness and how powerful she is. Like, it's insane. Yes, that's a long build, but if you even cut that out of there and cut Age of Ultron out of there, look at like just from WandaVision to Multiverse of Madness, how powerful she is and how powerful she's become. Yeah. I, I, yes. I don't know. If, if I have one frustration, it would probably be that. Like, take a different approach on things. We talked about that in the Obi Wan Kenobi episode with the same two guys right now that, that are on that episode. Like, stop doing this boring slow build in episodes one, two, three, and four, and then five and six, it's like, Oh my gosh, we're going to get something. And then the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I, if you guys feel that way as well, but like, it just seems like that's been the pattern lately. What if we did it backwards and everything was like, the last action, episode action, was action, just, action. Uh, that's then, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, uh, well, that's we how gotta, like we, Walking we Dead season around. two was, it was like action, action. And then it was like, here's this big long story on the farm. And everybody's, Plucking chickens, everybody's milking cows. And up, oh, okay, now another zombie apocalypse. Okay, so that was season two. Thank you for watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> have you read the comics? That's kind of that's that's kind of what happened in the comics for a little bit there while they were on the farm, and I felt like they they were they spent too much time on the farm. Um, you know, I getting down on the farm. Getting down on the farm. Oh. Um, I mean, I don't mean to get down, like, like be a downer about that. But, like, I just, I wish they would have told us more about her powers. Like what you were saying, Jordan, like, I love the show and I love what they did and where they went with it. But like, there's little things that I wish I would just get more of. And maybe that's that, like, we want you to, you know, wait and see kind of thing. So here's, here's my question for you then. What do you think the bangle is connected to? Because there's a few theories out there right now. And I the would jungle know, book, the jungle book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sheer Khan. Sheer Khan. It's just Khan. Khan. Yeah. Ah. Camilla Khan. And I'm gonna go to Star Trek now. Khan. All right. So I you know one one of the things. So, that so what's what's the rumor? What's the rumor, Jordan? Well I the rumor this. the rumor that I heard was that it's directly connected to the Ten Rings. Because oh. the, the the insignias on it are kind of resembling the same as the Ten Rings. And we see that in the set. show. Yeah. And and some of the things that are there, it just kind of resembles because they're like, well, where's the other one? And they're like, uh, and I'm like, well, if you if you look when, when Shang-Chi has all 10 of them on one arm, it goes a little further um, than, than it could, but it, it kind of resembles what one of them could look like. And I'm like, what if, what if one of them was more like your ten rings and like more detachable, and then you had 
the the bangle on the other and it's like they they look all, they look very similar and i'm like maybe maybe it's all an alien origin thing and we're going to eventually get there or maybe it doesn't matter and we're just nerds who fixate on this stuff well they're they've talked about doing another thing she maybe so like maybe yeah. it'll, maybe it'll tie into that as well yeah i mean she could easily show up and there could be a moment where like and, and well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute captain marvel shows up to the end of the first shang chi so like who knows yeah i mean there's yeah. so much of an interconnected universe and we we've talked about you know where is this going and what if we get together right here right now saying hey shang chi is related to miss marvel who's a big kind of captain marvel who was in like there's your triangle right there of side characters who've been showing up and maybe it's going to start building off of that i mean mm. who knows like again we, mm. we we know that secret wars is down the line and we know that Kong, or kang is 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 the next big bad but i don't think he's going to be near as big a threat as thanos was um they're saying he will be but i'm like you're not even getting a two-part movie um i just i i don't like like you, you're not getting infinity war endgame you're just getting the kang dynasty and then you're going to show up in a few other people's films mm. so scott you, you look like you should have to say the, something yeah what if the bangle is tied to the 80s rock band the bangles and they walk like an egyptian which means that's the reveal for a season two of moon Knight. Yes, right there. That's it. Yep. Walk like an Egyptian. We confirmed right here, right now on Nerd Talk with Jordan Hall. We have confirmed <laughs> Moon Knight season two. It's it's right there. It's it's all. It's it is. Genius again, Scott. You you've nailed it. All right. Well, we have been all over the place with this episode, and guys, I thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close out. So Nerd Talk fam, thank you so much for supporting us, loving us, and, and being a part of these fun conversations. We will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.